See, the thing is, I don't know what to number this episode because I don't know where it's gonna where I'm gonna insert it in our chronology. I don't know. Call it a uh, a flash alert special. Meandering specials, not bad. Republican National Convention Week. Welcome to Meandering, the Republican National Convention special, where we don't give a shit about what those whack jobs are Or the world is falling apart. Yeah, as the Republicans are meeting in this large, empty Coliseum-like room and letting their inner demons out, the rest of the world is falling apart around them. Yeah, we still have cops shooting black people. Yeah. I, th- I think he was, I think it was a domestic call, a mm-hmm. fight between two women, and he was actually trying to break trying up to the break fight. It up. Mm-hmm. Um, but an on, I thought an onlooker called in. P- perhaps. Yeah. I, I, did, I mean, unfortunately, you'd love to know what was said and what was going on before the final parts of it. But man, is that, how do five cops not control one man or calm the situation? Why do we, I mean, it's hard to say because you don't have the video of what happened yeah. in the initial stages, but you would have to think. We couldn't calm the situation down with five cops. And then when he starts to move towards the car, we got five guys there. We got a. They're huddling around him. They they like, let him go back to his car. And. Like one cop stepped out of the way almost. Come on. Kenosha, Wisconsin, out of all places. Never knew Kenosha existed prior to this week. Doesn't it feel it's like. It's a suburb of Milwaukee, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That would explain the Didn't Bucks it... walk out this yeah. evening. Well, doesn't it feel like complete panic? On, on the cops' part. I mean, you got to shoot seven times. Seven times. Point blank, essentially, range. Man. Yeah, point blank. They walked with him to the car door that he was getting I mean, into. I understand you're afraid he's going to grab a weapon, but really? Yeah. Then why let him get that far? Why? Yeah, why let him get to the why car? Why has everybody got their guns drawn? It just makes no sense sometimes. So a, a perfect resolution to that so that we don't get everything that we've gotten so far and that the story doesn't turn into what it has become. And the gentleman, Jacob Blake, has been uh, paralyzed from the waist down. So he didn't He didn't yeah, actually... Early uh, reports, yeah. He wasn't killed somehow, some way. He survived yeah, this. Yeah, shot that many which times. Which is great. Wow. Uh, but kids in the car, by the way. Yeah, kids fired. in the car. That, yeah. that was the part of the story that just like repulsed me beyond... I, I didn't want to... Think about it. Like, how does it get worse from uh, from what we saw with George Floyd? Oh, this time we're going to blast a guy point blank with his children in the car who, at a minimum, have ear damage from seven gunshots. At a maximum, have mental brain damage from seeing their dad nearly get killed by police. We saw uh, there was Philandro Castile, I think uh, was his name, uh, one of the Facebook Live guys who got shot with his girlfriend in the car. This was like a suburb of Minneapolis maybe three or four years ago. I thought that was bad, but with children involved, it just it's amplified even worse. It is it is a crazy, crazy United States. Oh, can't even say that anymore. Divided States of America out there. Yeah, we're, we're seeing, I told you, just at the start of today, I, I didn't even know that we were going to come and record something because we've got multiple episodes ready to go. We've put a lot of time and effort into them, and I'm trying to put a lot of effort into editing them. Boy, are they lengthy and solid discussions that we've had with Miguel um, over the course of the last two or three weeks on a variety of topics. But I, I wanted to take a week off 
And then I spent a couple of hours letting this story, uh, what's the word, saturate in my psyche and see if it's, you know, something that, because I I was worried that I was going to come on here and just say all the same things that I said about how repulsive the George Floyd thing was and how repulsive police officers um, who go about this sort of business are and that nothing's going to change. And it's just, it was expected that something like this was going to happen very quickly, turn around from George Floyd. But then I thought about it again when the NBA guys walked out uh, and boycotted their playing of basketball. I've been pretty critical of athletes, been pretty critical of mm, celebrities and notable figures during this whole time. But when I heard that the Milwaukee Bucks walked out of their, or didn't even uh, walk out of their locker room for tonight's game five between them and the Orlando Magic, which I found out the Orlando Magic are partially owned by the DeVos family, which I found very interesting. Betsy DeVos, the uh, Secretary of Education on board, on Trump's administration. Yeah, she's taking losses tonight. She's taking losses if the Magic never walk out on the floor again this season. She's taking heavy revenue losses. So I can't applaud the Milwaukee Bucks enough for what they did because certainly there's the folks who are going to say them walking out on their game and not playing has no impact at all. But I think it has a significant impact. I'm on record for thinking that the NBA, or stating that the NBA season should have never gotten started in the first place, not because of COVID uh, necessarily, partially, of course, because of COVID. But the NBA has done an exceptional job with uh, their bubble and with the handling of the, the virus and all of that. I didn't think the NBA should have had their season because I felt as if it was a distraction from the focus and the traction that was being made with the George Floyd protests and the fact that the solidarity, while in microscopic instances out there, you could see where the the ugly stuff was taking place in the George Floyd riots, of course, and the protests and the looting. Um, There there were instances of, of ugliness. But there was still a sense of solidarity that I feel didn't need any distractions from anything, meaning sports should have just played a backseat, Hollywood, uh, politics even, and you're never going to get politics to play a backseat. But sports could have said, hey, there's bigger stuff going on in this country than us playing. And they have the caveat of saying, you know, people need something to take their mind off of things and they need it to be entertained again and they need that that leisure time. So they they had that going for them the first run around. I this go round, I don't want to see NBA players back on the court for the rest of the season. And I think that they uh, feel the same way. No, they're they'll they'll play. This is just uh there's there's enough money involved in the whole thing that they'll continue to play. This this won't end the season. I think it does. No, it won't end the season. What if something like, uh, what if the Kenosha stuff just keeps going? It still won't. Well, Portland has been going 
since June 1st or whatever. Difference. The main difference there is that there was no act in Portland that spawned the riots in Portland. So there was the, like, we even said it on the show, what the hell are you guys doing in Portland? <laughs> like, what's really going on? What's this all about? We were trying to figure it out. It could have just been, you know, right time, right place for a lot of people in Portland. However, this has purpose behind it, was what's going on in Kenosha, in my opinion. Now, to, to escalate it even further, after Jacob Blake was shot seven times by a police officer, you've had two, three nights of riots? Two nights of rioting. I don't know about tonight yet. Okay. But night three produced another act of just disgust in the streets of Kenosha. Yeah. As a 17-year-old kid from another state drove, what, 25, 30 miles because he lived close to the border? Right. To Kenosha to be part of the paramilitary sort of uh, groups. Guys carrying guns, I guess, protecting businesses. Quote-unquote protecting businesses. In my opinion, it's letting their rocks off and getting... uh, They're they're hoping to be provoked into a situation. into an altercation. And perhaps this uh, kid was provoked, perhaps he wasn't, but uh, he killed two people. Well, we, we don't know that for sure. We know he killed one person and shot and injured another. That's in serious condition, but it, but going to live. With an AR-15. And we know that another's dead, but I don't know that they've pieced to the first death. Um, With the same gun, him. same type of gun that's used for school shootings, mass shootings, all that stuff. You've heard the AR-15 on the radar of political discussions. Yeah, there were and, probably five or eight of those guys standing in that gas station park. Yep. And um, strangely, there's there's been cell phone video that I caught wind of earlier this afternoon where the local police and the National, or not the National Guard, but I guess the heavily, um, the, the sort of the heavily defended uh, officers of the law that were there were sort of siding with uh, those paramilitary, like dozens of folks and handing them water bottles and saying that they really appreciate what they're doing. I've watched that video earlier. Uh, this is after I maybe after the shooting. I, I don't quote me on that one, but, uh, the shooter himself is on that video as well, receiving bottles and aid and just having a casual conversation with some of the uh, police officers there that are, you know, uh, preparing for anti-riot night. I don't know what to say about all this. I, I knew it was inevitable. I just, well, when you watch the one shooting that was caught on video, you wonder how that's going to play out in a court of law. He is running. He does get attacked from behind. They do, they, right? they do go after him while mm-hmm. he's on the ground and he shoots. And you really wonder with today's laws of if you're in fear of your life, you can protect yourself. I mean, he could be in a situation where if he doesn't fire, he might die himself, although I doubt it. Gets, he would have got the crap beat out of him. Yeah. But you never know if one of those guys gets the gun away from him. Maybe they turn the gun on him. You, you never know. I, I really wonder how it's going to play out. It's not going to be pretty. Mm. Uh, any, any way that thing plays out, I don't think it's pretty at all. He's already been arrested. Yeah. Um, and he's sitting well, A lot in of a... people made a big deal out of, um, you know, when the cops started to come down that street, he was walking towards them with his hands up, and they just let him go. But 
I don't think the, the cops didn't see the shooting. The cops didn't realize that guy was in the middle of all that stuff. They just see a guy walking down the street with his hands up while they're trying to go down the street, and they're just telling him to get out of the way. Yeah, but the shooting itself had to have been heard, even in the midst of a riot. You can hear an AR-15 go off if you're a quarter of a if, mile away if from it. there's sirens going off and people and cars running, I, I don't know. You're wearing a helmet that's covering your ears. I, I don't know. You might even have earpieces in, right, for radio communication for a lot of those guys. That's tricky to say. That's tricky to say. For the To ask them to be on top of that. Now, if he's walking up to me in the middle of the street and he has a gun strapped to his back, I'm probably uh, going to look at him in a little differently than someone else walking uh, by, especially if I'm going for a gun call. But I don't know. I, I don't think that's the cops playing favorites there and saying, hey, uh, go on about your business. Yeah, uh, you haven't seen that video where they're talking in in sort of a, a state of candor almost uh, with these insert not insurgents uh, militia like well okay kids so with rifles these... saying we appreciate what you guys are doing. Well, uh, on one hand, right, everybody understands being upset and and lashing out, but I don't think so those much... kids do. So much rioting has been on TV for the last two months, and you've got so much political rhetoric. You've got all the rhetoric online yeah. that you have people that have sat back and, and not really been involved, and they see these people rioting, and they're like, I'm done watching these people rioting. I'm going to go protect these people's property. You're, in essence, creating a situation where you've got two people fed up with each other that are going to start clashing on streets. Yeah. This could but get the seven, really the seventeen-year-old kid with a questionable social media history who was front row at a Trump rally earlier on in the year. I don't know that that matters much to anything, though. It doesn't matter with the official story and what takes place in the court of law, but it certainly matters when you try to dissect it from a realistic point of view. Because we got to play that game at some point. We got to say, like, did this guy? Did this kid have an easier time of showing up at age 17 in the middle of the Kenosha riots with a, a, an assault rifle and killing two people? Did he have a an, did he have an accessible route to doing that? W was it easier for him to do in 2020 America than it would have been? Well, then shouldn't we dissect? The opposite of that, too. Yeah. The guys that are torching stuff who the probably businesses. are not from that town. Yeah. Making yeah. their way unchecked and allowing to just torch business after business. And putting a bad I name mean, to the Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got to burn every car in the car dealership. I mean, what is that doing or saying? I can tell you what this is. I tell you what it's not doing. It's not helping the town of Kenosha in any way, shape, or form. And I don't think it's helping the Black Lives Matter movement move forward. No, it's not. But you got bad, I mean, you got bad apples everywhere. You do. They they are they are the exact antagonist or the equal to the bad cops in in law enforcement. Absolutely. They're the equivalent to that. Yeah, there so are if we can't handle the cop, the bad cop thing, like, how are we going to overnight be able to handle like the people that are out there for the wrong reasons? while keeping all the people that are there for the right reasons separated from uh well that's where you got to ask the average everyday citizen that is uh you know protesting are there 
you know, peacefully trying to do things the right way and stay within the law. Because people got to, in the same way that you're asking good cops to rat out bad cops, you got to have good protesters riding out. I've seen some of that. Yeah, I think that happens Mm -hmm. if you're doing it in front of the right people. Um, Like I said, that 30 minute video from Portland, uh, you know, where the guy's getting drugged from his car and kicked in his face, that that is just. That doesn't help. That's a group. That's that group effect, right? That when people start to get in a group and a group, one person in the group does something bad, others start to egg it on. It's like you do behavior that you wouldn't normally do by yourself per se. And, you know, I mean, maybe I'm just now coming to the realization, but, you know, one of the topics we're going to have to take on at a certain point here with all this that's happening is um, why are women so violent and angry? Whoa, interesting. I mean, I didn't see that one coming. The if you look at just about any protest, um, in picture of a of someone screaming at a cop, it's typically a woman uh, in his face. Um, in that thirty minute video from Portland, it's two women that won't let it go and keep pro- antagonizing and and trying to punch. Per- the moment this person would turn their back to them, they'd start swinging and throwing punches. Uh, and they just wouldn't let it go for 30 minutes, would not let it go. And it's not just that incident. I mean, if you start to look at a lot of incidents, you're going to start to see there's a lot of. Uh, and I don't I don't understand well, may, maybe how aggressive it's a or, good it's a good conversation to have. Let me interrupt just for a second, because this is a different kind of episode of meandering. And this is uh, something that we just got done talking about. And apparently. Uh, this is happening as in the last 20 to 30 minutes. So sources are saying that the Lakers and the Clippers avoided to boycott the entire Good. NBA season. Mavericks move on. No, no, no. The NBA season does not go on with the Lakers and the Clippers removed from the league. And oh, it absolutely James. could. I do not think it does. Oh, it absolutely could. It could. It does not. Uh, because the you NBA know, that's loses. Interesting. The, the NBA loses. The NBA becomes the bad guy. Very quickly. Right now, they have all of the, they have they have okay, the so strength of being are, the good guy okay, in this fight. All right. So, what is boycotting the season accomplish? Uh, let me break that down for okay. you. The distraction of the NBA for the common folk who uh, need to go home and watch three to six hours of basketball and not have conversations about what's going on in the country. Yeah, it's not there anymore. Those they people. Can't those people aren't writing. Those people aren't no, protesting. No, no. Those people aren't. No, but anywhere. those people hold the key to I, moving forward. They need to pick I would a say, side. And I would say the average everyday person doesn't have cable to watch TNT or the NBA on television right now. I don't know about that stat. But for too long, I felt this way about, and it's not middle America, maybe I misused that term, but the folks who just go to work and come home and Look forward to. There's nothing wrong with this. Okay, if basketball's not on, baseball's on. If baseball's not on, NFL kicks off maybe in a couple see, of weeks. Maybe you see a domino. Effect. College football starts in a couple of weeks. Oh, Trust me, I don't there's going to be distraction. Happening. I don't think college football's happening. Yes, that is happening. How is college football happening with half of the conferences? Because they're all just going to play interconference. They're all going to just play interconference games. Yep, yeah, college football will happen. How can it happen when half the stadiums are flooded by a Category Five hurricane? No, there won't be half the stadiums. There might be one. <laughs> It'll be LSU. Maybe. <laughs> but they can play in the Superdome. Uh, 
I uh, I don't know, man. I am all for this. What the NBA is doing? Be- I, I think because- it, I think it's a big look at me move. Not I'm supporting you move. But we need a look at me move from Jay- a- Jason Whitlock has a really interesting article. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a lot of them. I've he never said heard, uh, I've he never said, heard you. He says Wednesday. Uh, career politicians who created a systemic unfairness are playing Los Angeles Lakers stars LeBron James and his disciples for suckers. <clears throat> Look, let me see, let me just start with I have generally enjoyed Jason Whitlock's commentary, but if the NBA season goes away, and if the football season goes away, and if the baseball season goes away, they're not all going away. Well, if they do, Jason Whitlock is out of work. And he's got nothing to talk about for whatever time frame. Uh, these guys will find this a way guy's to write. lively. If these sports guys, don't exist, sports writers won't be able to write. Wow, that's profound. Bro. No, what I'm saying is if these sports, guys. If sports don't exist for three months, mm-hmm. he's not losing his job. He's mm-hmm. not losing money. Yeah, he is losing. There money. will be sports articles to be written. I don't know this. This last co- the last four or five months of COVID have been crippling to the sports commentary world. Nobody's. I don't ki- think so. All of those guys, none of those guys. You, have you've lost been the jobs. only guy tuning into uh, the ticket to hear what they say, and they've been joking. I bet you their rating. Talk. I bet their ratings are their ratings higher are than ever. Roof. Yes. Oh God. Yeah, there's no more way. people working from home be able to listen. I, okay. You've got to be kidding me. Jason Whitlock, whether he knows it or not has more prerogative to see the NBA season continue no, he than he does not. Of course he does. Because then he talks on his show about the previous night's events, and he's got a given of what he's going to talk about. He's going to talk about last night's NBA games, last night's baseball games. So he, games. he wouldn't have this opinion if he was not a sports writer and dependent upon the NBA? I believe that. Oh, you're because crazy. he is a sports I think writer, this guy, his opinion is somewhat tainted. I think this guy has been outspoken and upfront his whole entire career. Yep, and gotten crossways with a lot of people because of it. Yeah, it, this would—he's not writing to protect he's his the, job, but he's the equivalent of someone like me when it comes to there's a conspiracy going on in the sports world. That's exactly what he's saying here. He's saying that the. Um, the puppeteers of the NBA players are puppeting them exactly how they want it. How not of NBA players? He is saying LeBron. He he is saying that the the people who have created this system that has created all this are using LeBron as a puppet. He's he I just walked, think he's correct. Okay, so he just walked out for the correct. season. So how how is he being puppeted anymore? Okay. Um, how is he? How is China happy about LeBron James saying I'm not playing basketball? This season again. How, how does that make China feel? How's China happy about that? Because they are not tuning in for the uh, for the Orlando so, Magic or uh, Milwaukee so Bucks. Basically, what he's saying is, you know, people like LeBron James are taking the place of Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson can't bring the black vote, so these politicians are using LeBron James. Colin Kaepernick to bring the black vote to the Democratic Party. And he probably has a little bit of a point. But then you're delegitimizing, like, if these guys actually care about what's going on. And I know we've talked about the fact that they can't care because they're multimillionaire uh, billionaires. And Well, you know, LeBron James has stated police officers are on purpose hurting black people on purpose. Yeah. Which is just not true. 
some, but we've addressed the fact that there are some police officers who have access to grind with minorities, period. So we just got done watching the entire. He he specifically said police Mm -hmm. officers are intentionally hunting, targeting, and killing black men. When was that? That is a false statement. When was that said? I was quoted in this article. It was probably some time ago because it was probably an unrefined opinion at that time. And LeBron James has probably gotten wiser in his opinion, like we all do uh, on our In a month? That depends on when when he said that thing. I think he may have said that four or five months ago. In the heat Even if of the he moment, said it four or five months, how how refined do you get? In, in the heat of the moment, months? you gotta refine yourself. When well, you in, the in the heat of the moment, I don't think he, I think if you remember, you're he the was, Spike King. You're Spike King on our I, show. I think you, if you remember, mm-hmm. uh, he was not an immediate comment after uh, George, George Floyd. Floyd. You're right. He got he, he received a lot of criticism. Right. So he didn't make some heated statement that that's being misquoted I'd like, or. I'd like to know when he said that, but. That's all good. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. That that's not bringing. I, I don't think. So NBA how is them? So so how is them playing with whatever they want on the back of their jersey and being ignorant to what's going on in the streets of the United States? Why do you how have is that to be, helpful? If you play, you're ignorant to it. Yeah, because you're giving in to the sheep. You're giving the sheep what they want. These guys are multimillionaires. They're okay with sitting out. The rest of the season, for multiple reasons, for their health, even though, again, we said uh, no positives in the yeah, NBA they've, bubble. They've done a great job, but all it takes is like one or two mess ups, like in baseball, well, and then it's all so. But even they haven't had any positives in the last two or three weeks. There are several reasons for them to not need to play basketball for the rest of this year. And personally, in my personal opinion, yes. This is purely out of the satisfaction of what, I, what I'm happy to see. You're taking something away from the zombie sheep population that they care about, and you're taking it away from them. But Okay. okay. And you, that is you, good. You took something from the zombie sheep. Guess yep. what the zombie sheep do? They, they find don't, something else. They don't open their eyes. They don't become woke. They don't become real. They don't, they don't care. Away. You're never going to take everything away from them to make them pay attention. That's something you don't understand. Let's run down a list of the things that you could take away. Well, if, you if can't you take the internet away from them. These people would have something else, but they don't have to have the internet. I hate to tell you. Most of them are, I'm not a tech person. <laughs> I use a computer every day and have for the last 20 years, right. but I'm not a my tech person. My job revolves around it. I email my, my family members. Uh, You'll have to do a better job of saying why you're against it than why than than I should for saying why. I don't why care either way. Okay. I just think it's I think it's a hollow statement. What wouldn't a hollow statement have been? Like this is the most un this is the most solid statement that in solidarity they could do. Every team saying we're not playing. That's as solidarity as it gets. Okay, but then they put no, names but, on their jerseys. But nothing happens. Well, nothing happens with names on the jersey and causes on the jerseys. Nothing happens there. But if you literally just walk out of your job, something happens. No, not really. To be determined, I guess, with this particular thing. We'll have to see what the ramifications so are. So the season, the next season is going to start up in like November. What are you going to do then? Are you going back in November? So it's okay to play basketball in November, but it's not going to be okay to play basketball on August we'll 27th, see. We'll 28th. See. 
Well, that de- I think that depends on the way the world goes. I think if Donald Trump wins the election, the if NBA John, players if, say we're not suited. They're up not going to play season. at all. Yes, exactly. If you don't think the owners at some point will just say we're going on Where with or without gonna, you, nobody wants to see the replacement NBA it, teams. It won't matter. It won't matter. You hmm. you trust me. It won't. It didn't matter when the NFL went. Uh, with replacement players for almost for six, seven, eight games, whatever it was, that it didn't matter. People still tuned in and watched football. Okay, um, let me let me rewind back. All that stuff is to be determined. Let me rewind back because there was a thought on my head, uh, on my mind. Um, okay, why is it okay for players and organizations to hold out when it comes to money? Like everybody looks at that and they say, "Oh yeah, he should hold out. He he shouldn't play because he's he's underpaid." But when it comes to actual causes, and I'm not saying you're, you feel this way. You, like you said, you're indifferent to it. But there are a lot of people out there who are upset at the fact that NBA players are not playing basketball because of what's going on in the country. However, they wouldn't be upset if LeBron said, I wasn't, I'm not going to play because the Lakers are offering me a, a, a cheap contract. So let's, let me ask you this. If LeBron's playing playoff games, mm-hmm. what happens after every game? Interview. LeBron is in front of a microphone with reporters. Yeah. If LeBron doesn't pay play any more games the rest of this year, mm-hmm. well, does LeBron get to talk to the press every day or every other day? Yeah. He's got no. 10 million plus followers on Twitter. But he's not going to. Oh yeah, he's and it's been not going to be delivered and it's not going to be delivered in the same way. That's this this was the whole point here. He he can be as vocal as he wants to on Twitter, and he's got whether he plays or doesn't play. On HBO. He can do it. Wow, that's that's over though. They're not filming that at this point. At this because they're playing, right? But now they're not playing, so maybe he goes back and he. And that show's lame as fuck anyway. <laughs> it was. It, I mean, it is a terrible. I'm not going to disagree with you there. It's kind of lame. All the only episode I ever watched was the Drake episode, shameably, and uh, yeah, it was pretty trashy. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure it is appealing to someone. It's not appealing to me. I'm, Doc Rivers probably had the most profound yeah. statements after the game last night. Doc Rivers has been talking about this for 10 years. Doc Rivers hasn't done anything. He's been the symbol of letting it not affect him. No, you're 100% wrong. Bro. It only affects him when, when it's current. Wrong. I, I, I've seen the emotion in Doc Rivers this past week, yes. But I'm pretty sure you can go back to the Trayvon Martin uh, case and Doc Rivers was talking to the press then. It's like, yeah. So, I mean, you're wanting to get at the, the people who are just the sheep that just want to watch basketball. But guess what the sheep are going to be doing? They're going to be listening to every player, every coach, after every interview of every game, and they're going to be assaulted with this stuff. You quit the NBA, that doesn't exist. What's better? Quitting? Or trying to talk to the people, that the zombie, the sheep that How, just want their basketball. You've been talking to them for 10 years. Because okay. like I just said, okay. Doc Rivers has said this okay. on previous Okay, so whether you play or whether you cases. don't play, you don't affect them. Right. So you you take something away from them. That's not punishment. I think that is punishment. That's Again, exactly how I college handle. football starts in two weeks. That's how I NFL football is in my, three weeks. That's how I handle punishing they my won't, kid. They won't care. I take something away. This will be so forgotten, it won't even be funny. I don't know. How is that possible? In fact, we won't if if it's true and the NBA does not continue and today ends the season. Mm-hmm. Two weeks from now, we won't even we won't hear about the NBA anymore. NFL will be cranked up, college football will be cranked up. There will be no one talking about the NFL or the NBA and what they did. 
I don't know. I, th- I feel like this is a historic moment in uh, in time when it comes to a sports association standing up for a cause that they believe in more than the sport. I mean, if you enjoy symbolism, perhaps. I, I just have a hard time I just think reconciling. Symbolism at, at this in this day and age is not the same as symbolism. Symbolism was a hundred years ago. But okay, how far can you take symbolism then? Like the the question that's ruminating in my head right now is what more could we have asked from the NBA players? I think they're doing everything that they can do. Yeah. To be influential. Yeah. And, and I think they're more influential playing versus not playing. No way. Because to the impressionable mind, maybe to the sophisticated mind who explained it the way that you just did, it makes a little bit of sense, but we're not talking about sophisticated minds when it comes to, the general audience member who turns into sport tunes into sports for three to six hours a day. It's just not the case. And I don't want to beat around the bush anymore. The people who dedicate their lives to watching sports on television and that drives them for 30 to 40 years, you're not going to have an intellectual conversation with them about anything outside of the sport realm. You're having one with me? And I'm a huge sports so, fan and have been from the time I, I realized am, I it was I am too, there. Morgan, but you've spliced your time up to and dedicated it in other facets of existence. I don't think that's the case with other 45-year-old sports fans and 30-year-old sports fans or 20-year-old sports fans, for that matter. There are people whose lives revolve around sports. I'm not willing to say that yours does. You've never made it seem as such. You're about a little bit more than tuning into sports nonstop. This, this is coming from a guy who, yeah, I, back in the day, I could name you every player in every league and his stats, regardless, and the schools he went to. I loved sports. I played every single one of them. I still love sports. What I don't love is the people that have hijacked sports as like the end-all, be-all, regardless of what's going on in the world, I still got sports, or I still got movies, or I still got something to escape the reality of the world. And now that's gone, at least in this little tiny sliver of the NBA. The people who needed the NBA to escape how terrible the world was, they can't do it anymore. And they got to face it. The fight or flight thing is gone. The flight is gone for them. And it's the players who took it away. And that's great. And if they did it for the reasons I think they did it, then I'm all for it. Because they did it they did it to take that flight option away. Like, you will not watch us play basketball nightly for the next 40 days okay. because you were looking forward to it so much. We're not going to give well, you that. I don't think people were looking forward to it so much. Well, and in L.A. they are. I, I don't think so. That's why I, Doc Rivers and LeBron have been I mean, the two look, biggest proponents of There's uh, a reason media. Los Angeles went went forever without a football team. I understand they've got two now, but... Um, I don't know that either one of them will be well attended or how much longer they You're will be in L.A. But that is that not the biggest a, organization in L.A. is not the L.A. Lakers. They may be. And the Clippers are a close second now. I, I don't know about that. The Clippers are the Clippers. Till they win something, they're nothing. So then why has Doc Rivers been getting so much airtime? Is it just because he's got so much great stuff to stay, say or is it because he reaches the largest demo in the country when it comes to basketball uh, It's fans? because he, he has so much to say. He's, an, he's accomplished in his league. He's respected in his league. Hmm. It's not just because he lives in L.A. Or he, so what you're saying then is 
what you I'm know, saying is a, Jason Whitlock's right, and that a, it, a black coach in Orlando doesn't have the same power as a black being, coach in L.A. Correct is oh not being God. given the time, the airtime on national media. I got news like for you: Rivers most did. of us don't give a shit what's said in L.A. As far as we're concerned, that's a whole different country. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's where a broken down house goes for a half a million dollars. Like broken down, you're going to have to spend another half a million just to get into the house. I mean, I mean, you're talking about a place that is just, yeah, people are it, it leaving in mass mm-hmm. from, from California just simply because they can't afford to live there. Okay. Okay. Back to the NBA talk. They are, we agree on something when it comes to this particular discussion. The NBA players are doing the most that they can. You want to take a, a, a day off? You want to take a week off? Makes total sense. It does. But you don't to, take, to end take the whole the season. season. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. It was a it was a trash season, anyways. It was trashed from the jump. This is a better time than ever to end a season. And you're gonna, I guess so. One of the things you got to remember is, uh, you know, uh, public is fickle. And if you're not in the public eye for an extended period of time, um, the, the public's going to forget about you. So? And, well, so instead of guys making 40 and $50 million a year playing basketball, okay. the income's going to get reduced because you're not going to have the same audience. Uh, you're not going to have the the same uh, advertisers, and these guys playing for forty or fifty million may have to pay for fifteen or twenty million, or it may even get lower than that. I mean, I think the NHL is still trying to recover from a year long strike, essentially between the players and the union, and they haven't picked fully back up to where their players are making money. You, it's if you're thinking long term for yourself, or you're, and I understand a sport is is really not that important. Um, in society, so to speak, although I would, I might argue that it does have relevance there and is important to a certain extent. But the essentially what factor, I'm saying, sure. essentially what I'm saying is, you know, they, 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 they're risking future stuff here potentially, because, like I said, what do you go? Do you go back in November? And if Trump Trump's elected, do you play ever again? No, you go play for Ice Cube's Big Three. Or yeah, go play in Europe. Which I'm sure doesn't. I'm, I'm sure if you look at their politicians closely, they don't exactly have a great track record yeah. either when it comes to any of these things. Maybe Mark Cuban just starts his own league. You could have an offshoot, mm-hmm. but um, I, but then again, you're probably looking at sort of the same things. A lot of billionaire white people owning. owning I wonder teams. how Mark Cuban feels about this because Mark Cuban's probably whatever the players want. I'm right there with them. That yeah. is probably the way Mark. And it, that's. That's pretty much how I would probably how I kind of feel too. I think it's kind of, I think it's way too Except early. For the, the LA teams. Well, you're I think it's way. Too, I think it's way too early in the game to say I'm not playing anymore. This. I mean, you're making a, a very emotional choice that affects more than just you. Well, they didn't say they weren't canceled. They had the season post George Floyd and post all those riots. I think the the breaking point here is the fact that it occurred in the backyard of a major uh, Stars League's team. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks were kind of the, the first domino He's in European. This. He is European, but the organization itself was the first team to not step foot on the floor 
And then the, I'm sure the Milwaukee Bucks players had conversations with LeBron. I'm sure LeBron is the guy who spearheaded what happened tonight. And I've been so critical of LeBron for not doing things like this before in his entire career. This could have happened several times, sadly, in the last 10 years because there have been several of these instances. And the right cocktail of events is taking place in 2020 for it to be too much. So when it comes to the ramifications of it, as far as the league is concerned and as far as revenue to these players are concerned, I think that's where, if there is any element of forgiveness to be had for the players for doing this, which I don't think there is. Well, I don't think I they think need to be that, forgiven for anything. Right. No, but um, I think if it comes down to, like, in a year's time, if basketball does resume, and we're talking about the public uh, not, you know, holding but, a grudge against players or whatever. I'm just saying, I don't think they'll hold a grudge. I, I think the people that watch the NBA aren't the people that would boycott you because of kneeling during an anthem. I think it's a completely different crowd, right? Uh, so I don't, but if you're not in the spotlight, if you're not capturing someone's attention for long enough, they're going to forget about you and they're going to replace you with things in their lives. Then yeah, maybe that needs to change. Maybe this changes that. What do you mean? Okay. Uh, let me preface this with none of what I'm about to say is directed to you. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm going to I'm going to use you as a uh, representative of the general public. Okay. All right. I'm tired of the public thinking that they determine how things pan out in the world, like the numbers game, the fact that the masses. We've talked about this so many times. The fact that you got to convince the masses in order for something to really change. Or trick the masses. Or trick them or any of that. Maybe that's something that needs to be taken away from them too. The, because it's not power. What they have is not power. It's powered by numbers or it's some weird thing that's happened over the course of time that said, you got 10 million idiots and 100 smart people. We got to go with the idiots because they've got more money in their pocket than the hundred guys who want to see. Generally, the hundred guys just control what the 10 million think. Right. But in the case of entertainment, it's hard to do. Not really. It's easier to do now than ever before. Thank you, social media. Fair. All right. Let me get back to what I was going to say. I do not think the do-nothing public has a say-so in whether or not the NBA can come back and be as successful, if not more successful than they are now, if they take a year off or something like that for I, the I right reason. I think you may, you have a great risk and you know what? Really, if the NBA wants, if they really want to take a stand, then let's talk about China, right? But they are taking a stand against China. They have not, they've shut their mouths when it comes to, uh, you know, free Nike. Hong Kong. Or free Hong Kong. Yeah, you're right. They've shut their mouths. They're so worried about that almighty dollar. Let's come on. Let's speak up. Hey, all you guys that wear Nike. Hey, let's speak up about the sweatshops in China that build your shoes that you're making millions off of. Okay. And child labor is going. I mean, there's other places here. I mean, if you're so if you're going to quit, I, I then what I need to see is I need to see a full blown 
full circle. None of this ain't right. We should fix it all right now. So here's where the good news is. If we're just going to fix one thing. No, not at all. Here's where the good news is, though. Because let's take the NBA players as an example. We've talked about how you affect the general public so many times on this show. We've talked about how do you pierce that that veil and how do you get them to care. Uh, what it's boiled down to, or at least in, in my mind, is that you have to hit home with them. You you have to do something that happens in their lives that impacts them in order to pierce like the, okay, I care about this now. I feel with the NBA, especially with the NBA being, what, 60 to 70% African-American as, the player, as far as the players are concerned, with what we've seen in 2020, and this is where I get a little upset because it's not... It's not just 2020. So this has been going on for decades in this country. Century. And it took... Centuries. Right, but in in the context of the NBA playing and players like being oblivious to it. Okay. It's been going on for quite some time. So for LeBron James to care more about it in 2020 than 2019 and 2018, that's the part that's going to take me a little bit of time to get over, but I like what he's done this week. So luckily for us, we have introduced a topic to these multi-millionaire African-American moguls who are symbols of success to millions of kids out there. We have introduced a topic that is important enough for them to say, we care now. So what that does, in my optimistic perspective, is that it introduces, if something if positive change comes from this, I think NBA players will start caring about other things like you're suggesting, but aren't as close to home as this is. This is like their introduction to caring about the world around them. If that makes sense. For the last 10 years, LeBron so James hasn't had to hasn't care cared about, about the world around him. Correct. I don't know. I think he's, I think he does. Uh, not on the level. Is he, of, is he doing is he dedicated something to actively and in the public? He eye. is now. Yeah, he is now. N- yes. It took him. It took him quite some time. He could have been done doing things privately. I, I wonder where Kobe would be on on all this. I really, really do. Unfortunately, we will never know. But I, I just can't help but think Kobe Bryant would be very, very outspoken about all this. Based on the fact that, and I'm not saying other NBA players aren't in his particular shoes with family and all that, but I feel as if Kobe Bryant could reach more people than LeBron is reaching right now. Uh, I don't know about that. No? No. You think LeBron gets through more? Yeah. He's Mm. an active player. He's the best player in the NBA. Jordan never said anything in his time. Jordan never felt like he should be the spokesperson you know, for social movements. But there's a lot of be like Mike. Why? Because he's good at basketball and he makes a lot of money. It's about selling shoes, bro. That's it. Yeah. But don't be like Mike because he's a decent person and outspoken or anything. Right. Like, I don't get it. Ah, this propaganda machine. Well, I mean, if you make a stand for something, you're going to piss a certain sect of people off. That is needs to if, happen if inevitably. you just if you just toe the middle and do what you do you don't necessarily upset anyone and you live your life well if you're living your life in the public eye and you're making most of your money off of advertising things or playing a sport it's way more beneficial to be that way than to take a stand 
you take the wrong, you take the, a stand that like Colin Kaepernick and then you lose your career. Yeah, but they can't, they can't blackball the entire league. No, they can't. But the, I mean, these players are the reason why the owners have billion dollar mansions, yachts, boats. I I would, I would say that they were billionaires before they ever got into the NFL. Okay. No, NBA now is what we're talking or in, about. Or mm. in NBA, maybe not as much. But yeah, I would say most of these guys had the money before they got it. The sports franchise is the play toy that they purchase. Storm is a Bruin. Maybe. It's been Bruin. This is uh, this is that first outer band. This is the maybe, outer band of the Cat if, 5. If then... You know, then the James. If there's no more NBA, then the James watch needs to be on for what he's doing publicly from this point forward. Good, Good. I'm okay with that. You need we need to hold him accountable if he's going to boycott the whole season. Then we need to see some activism here. But what does and, that and mean? If, does that mean don't, like, I don't want to see him marching in the streets with people of Kenosha because we've seen that from other people before and it doesn't get anything done. Well, so what's what's going to get something done? Off the cuff, what would get something done right now? Not sitting in L.A. in your in your mansion, uh, typing away on Twitter. That's not gonna get shit done. And hey, guess what? There's a billion people doing that. Would get something done right now if you're LeBron James? Eh, that's a tough question. Cutting off everything that is part of the problem. Showing the dis- showing showing the public the act of you cutting off everything that is part of a problem. So that's saying LeBron drops Nike. LeBron says Nike will no longer be affiliated with my name at all. I'm removing any affiliation. Well, we know that's not going to happen. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, could actually be different than times before. Is if we observe. A mogul who, arguably biggest athlete of the 21st century across any sport, arguably. Kobe Bryant might have something to say about that. But LeBron is either at the top or a close second. So observing the strings being detached from someone like LeBron James is something that's if he, different. If he dumped Nike, not just Nike, dump the dumps the NBA. So it just retires. Yep. I, I, I don't think that. Um, I really don't think that route. Second, that, that does nothing for me, movement-wise, politically, to make things better. Okay. Then here's a hard question: What does? Get involved. Get on the campaign trail. Go talk to these politicians. You have all this pool. You have all this access. Let's go. You can't do that if you're playing basketball. Well, I'm sorry. If he boy, if he's boycotting the rest of the season, he's not playing anymore. He's got three months to campaign, two months to campaign here. At this point, why does anybody need more campaigning for what they should go do on November third? Because I, because everybody's going about this the wrong way, and we're going to reelect Trump easily at this point. It's not even going to be close. I don't think. How? How does that? How? Explain to me why. 
we're inevitably on that track. Well, what you got to, in my opinion, what you have to do is quell the Trump follower. You've got to not allow them to be inflamed about something and to be upset about something. Because if they're upset, guess what they're doing? So then they the, will be at the polls and they will be voting. But then you have to be hush and ignorant to everything that's going on in the country. No. It when just police means, kill, it when just police means, kill the next unarmed black man, you just when that, when that put your happens, head down and forget about it. No, when that happens, you address that issue. But what you don't do is come out and go, this is Trump's fault. This is all Trump's fault. Trump did this. Trump followers did this. Trump did this. The moment you do that, you have inflamed his people, and they will show up and vote. There is no doubt about that they will show up and vote. They got nothing better to do. Yeah. Well, you're provoking them. Hmm. You're po- you're poking the bear, and you keep poking the bear. The bear's gonna rear its ugly head on election day, and you're gonna get stuck with Trump for four more years. All you gotta do is not inflame the following. Just stop attacking him, because when he's not attacked and he says stupid stuff, his he supporters. Does it to his supporters don't all jump out in the in from the woodwork to defend his stupid stuff. They're fickle. Mm. But everything is about attacking Donald Trump or Melania. Why are we attacking Melania? Um well, there's there's logic behind it if it's done strategically. Mm-hmm. The president and the first lady are meant to be a symbol of the citizenry of this country. So if you attack the president, so like and Bette Midler's Bet Midler's attack on she can't even speak proper English well, that that's that's, that's, poor, that's poor, hearts and that's poor choice of I mean, poor choice of words. Hearts and minds are won by that. No, but this is a celebrity's attack on another celebrity. <clears throat> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if you attack the levels of ignorance that Donald Trump has actually exuded but, in the last four years and. And so, and in, in, in through when he f- was first running four years ago, five years ago, through all that campaign, it didn't matter what stupid thing he said; it never stuck to him. Right. So it's not going to stick now. Four years later, what's and and when so you talk he about get, he keeps saying you, dumber and dumber the, stuff. What's the definition of insanity? To Doing the same the thing same. over and over again. So keep attacking him. Keep attacking him. You're just going to go insane. No, what you're going to see. And nothing's going to change. You're not changing any heart or mind if you haven't changed it in five years. You're going to see things progressively get dumber and worse, which may be what's needed. What? Okay. If you keep attacking Donald Trump and you keep attacking what he stands for and what he says, okay, he's he's going to get get reelected. But if you continue to attack, he continues to do the dumb stuff that he does and say the dumb things that he does. I think the dumb things that he says get dumber and dumber and dumber. And so what you do is you, you almost, you force him to show every card that he has on every topic that you want to know about. Like not just saying with uh, the police brutality and all that, we know where he stands on, that, in my opinion, he said over just this past week that Wisconsin uh, should let him send the National Guard in and that they'll take care of things very they've quickly. already They've already done it. Okay. Fed, federal police or whatever will be there tonight. Law and order. We know where he stands on all of this. I still don't think we know, like, uh, we, we need to, we need to shine a spotlight on him. It, it, I know that 
that you think you this will do something. Like we need to, we I need know to this keep will... the spotlight on, on the ignorance. Ab, you just let it go. You take the spotlight away from the ignorance. But he's the president of the country. You just take it away. You just take it away. By going and voting. It doesn't make the ignorance okay, go away. So, I mean, well... That inflames them in, even more. You don't think if Joe Biden gets elected that that we see... But isn't part of curbing behavior ignoring certain things? Yeah, but aren't you right? the guy that's tired of ignoring things? And it, it's not... Okay, but here's my point. Five fucking years of blasting this guy. Who do you think you are going to convince in the next two months that hasn't been convinced in the last five years, not to vote for this guy. Who? That's All point. you're doing is enraging yeah. the people who are already going to vote for him and are already, okay. already lighting them up to go vote and show you once again. So if you just don't play to that thing and you mm -hmm. just don't attack him, they're not going to go vote. You don't think that by attacking Trump you can push those people you're not to convincing anyone. No, you don't think you could push them You've to got, a breaking point? You know what? You need me in the middle, and there's no fucking way I'm voting for Joe Biden. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Okay. You don't think psychologically you could push those people to a breaking point? Absolutely not. These people aren't going to change. They're not going to suddenly reach a breaking point in the next two months. They haven't reached in the last five years. That's just a complete this mental guy's, collapse on this their This guy resounds system. with them. Second Amendment, carry guns. Let me be in your face about everything. I'm an American. I don't have to wear a mask. I mean, every, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, the, all you're doing is enraging people and feeding. It's like, here, Trump, here's a full clip of bullets to fire back at us. Just ignore him. Let him say stupid things about other people. Just address issues without necessarily attacking him. And I guarantee you, People won't feel as threatened. His Trump, his supporters won't feel as threatened, and they won't show up at the polls like they will if you threaten them. Okay. I'm just saying. But, hey, I don't know anything. I'm just some dude. <laughs> just some dude in Texas who doesn't know a damn thing about anything. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I, I feel like all the attacks just feeds this guy's ego, and as long as his ego is fed, his followers are fed. You you start to ignore some of this crap and you don't attack some of the things and well his you, ego is okay. not quite the same. So then yeah, what are what are we dealing with then psychologically if that's what it does? When you get attacked for something that you um it's hard to even to well I'm not out there having to address anybody for like. But when you get attacked for being a bad guy and you feel like you're genuinely not a bad guy, you feel some type of way about it. You you feel not resentful, but you want to uh, you want to correct that person's perspective, perhaps on or you the, want to understand the first it. time. Okay, maybe what we're but doing after with a while might you, be a bad guy who after a while you come to realize that. You can't control what other people think, and so you really don't care what they think. Maybe that's something that needs to change. <laughs> Maybe people shouldn't. shouldn't okay, have the I I would have to change. How about the person? No, who, no, no. How about the person who made the criticism? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Maybe the, the, the person shouldn't... who's telling me that I'm a bad guy. How about they change their perspective and see it from a different way? The problem yeah. is they can't. 
They don't have that ability to do that. But they have the ability to get it wrong. So they yeah. certainly have to have the other. We according go, to the laws of the universe, no, they have we, to have we, the. Ability. We discussed this. Almost no one is self-aware. Almost no one can evaluate a situation, look at themselves, look at their decision, and go, "Yeah, I made a mistake. That was the wrong thing to do. I should have done it this way." Almost no one can put themselves in someone else's shoes who has to make those different decisions and understand maybe some of that person's perspective. Because if that was true, if everyone did this, mm -hmm. we wouldn't have half the arguments that we have today, right? People wouldn't be upset and yelling at each other on Twitter all day. We wouldn't be so freaking divided or feeling divided if people had the ability to look at the, on the other side of an issue and have some understanding about how we got there. Maybe their perspe perspective was limited and so was wrong and it wasn't a complete evaluation of a certain situation. But we don't have that. We have people who look at a certain situation. They say to you, it's not my fault. It's because my manager didn't like me. That's why I could never get promoted. My manager had something against me. Mm. It's not, or, you know, I, I got in a car wreck and it wasn't my fault, but the insurance company, man, it was their fault because they said the other, I was at fault and this and that. It's never somebody's fault for any mistake they make. Lack of accountability. They have no accountability. Okay. So, you, so how do you how do you instigate or how do you insert accountability in someone's life? You're not really going to be able to, right? What if you? Well, what if? I don't know. But if you don't, if you're not if constantly you beat them over the head, if you're not with constantly bat, asking what happened, mm -hmm. then they're not having to think about how do I explain this so it wasn't my fault. Okay. Now here's the thing: fault, and when someone is at fault, and I just said beat over the head with a bat. What I mean is metaphorically, of course. If you take an entire chunk of America and you make them the legitimate reason why we are dealing with so many of the issues that we're dealing with, like what if they are legitimately the reason why we're dealing with what we're dealing with, uh, with uh, police brutality, with racism in America? I'm not talking about white people or anything like that um, specifically. What I'm talking about is we take the entire mass that is ignorant to the real problems of the world and has been for X amount of time, and we say, this is all your fault. And we make them the bad guy, which they are, in my opinion, the bad guy. And we just don't let them skirt that accountability anymore. Does that make sense? It could never Can happen. we hold them to the fires like we hold... Like we held the witches of Salem to the fires for being responsible for corrupting the entire city, <laughs> and we burned them at the stake. Can yeah. we burn these people at the stake for creating a world that now exists and is in a perpetual down, downward spiral because of the lack of accountability? You're never going to be able to. You take you're not everything gonna be able to away from them. People. You're never going to be able to identify them. Sure people. you are. They're the ones that aren't outspoken about a single thing. And who, who, you, who you haven't heard of just on because any I'm topic. Not, just because I'm not outspoken doesn't mean I don't care. On I, I disagree. I think if you care enough about something, you cannot not speak on it. Whether that's in your house, whether that's uh, to yourself in your mind. I you, don't know. I really don't know. Mm. I think if you care enough about a topic, uh, you I think I could go this is uncanny. I think I could go the rest of my life <laughs> without saying any opinion one way or another. 
But then what would you be doing? Living? Arguable. I don't know. I think this is part of my own business. What's your, what would your business be? Just business. It would be going to work, head down, work, money. That's it. Movies, video games. There's nothing wrong with that. But even I've had, I've had meaningful, I've had meaningful conversations while playing video games, while watching movies. You can do all of this simultaneously. You can live this. But I don't have to. But if you do, the world improves. Mm. That's my Me theory. Me having a conversation improves the world? No. No. The people that aren't having them having conversations They're improves not the world. We all hear this. They're not capable. They are sheep. They need to be directed. There's no, there's no getting them on board. There's no teaching them. They are there to be directed. Okay. If that's the case, then they shouldn't have any bearing on which way this goes at all, period. The the existence of mankind, they should not have bearing on... Like One I might sh- argue that they don't have any bearing on it. Well, they will. The history books will say, uh, oh, look at this time in 2020 and look at what people were doing. But we're not out there in the streets killing innocent people. We're not out there breaking into businesses. We're not out there looting. However, we are clumped up as far as civilization is concerned, we are clumped up with the people that are doing it, whether we know it or not. Like our timeline, mm. our timeline is going to, uh, the scope of time, like if you just pan out and you take a look at what human beings did to this planet in this time frame, the people that are trying to steer it in the right direction, like they're not failing, but they won't have as impactful of a historical I guess uh, they won't be written about as much as the people doing all the bad shit will be Um, but that's true about any period of time no because history typically remembers what's the quote the a lot of times the winner writes history okay these sheep aren't the winners they're not winners. Yeah, we, we live in a different time where everything's recorded and there's video and there's audio. You're, it's going to be completely different. They're not winners. They don't know how to win. They don't know how to lead. You can't know okay. how to win if, if you can't lead. I don't think they care. Okay. And they will never see it that way. Well, then they don't get a say-so in the way of the world. One could argue they don't. Okay. But the way of the world seems like it's certainly I don't know about way of the world. I mean, way okay, of the, the United, way of the United States. States. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not just, there's revolts around the country, or around the world, right? Okay. We're, I mean, we're not, we don't have a bird's eye view of why things are happening in Belarus or India or all of that. But it's happening. Yeah, we well, we need those aliens, man. We need those aliens to come down and and put us in place. Tell us, hey, you're not alone. Yeah. And by the way, you're all related. <laughs> we designed it that way. Yeah. Sorry for making so many sheep. We designed you as a slave race. That was a mistake. Ah, that's gonna be a fun talk. Uh huh. There's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of truth to that, right? It makes sense when you look at it. By design. Yeah. To not really. 
if we're need or want to if we're descendants be free of our, and independent, I don't know. If we're descendants of our ancestors and we take on some of their characteristics throughout history and we never got to meet the people that were walking uh, our our ancestors who were walking around four or five hundred years ago, et cetera, et cetera, but we hold some semblance of them in our DNA. We certainly it goes back further than that. And the people that sort of uh, steered us in a direction, or I'm sorry, people, the groups of life that, that put us on a particular path, we have some leftover characteristics of theirs. I talked about this earlier with you off mic. But that's for another show. But I do believe that there is an alien race that position human beings to do slave work for them very early on in the existence of this planet, then, yeah, we latched on to some of those ideals and we've perverted them like we pervert everything else. Probably. It makes sense. <clears throat> we fit things to our narrative or the way we want to see things a lot of times. Mm -hmm. For but sure. But then the higher up you go, did the, did they do that too? And we're just... Well, I think evolution happens, right? Some evolve, some genes get turned on in the DNA that um, create characteristics in some that not everyone develops. I don't, I don't know, you know, anytime you throw a group of people together... Uh, for something, uh, someone emerges as a leader. The group doesn't always act as a one unit. They that needs some sort of guidance and leadership. You don't think it can? No, I think it's just natural to have one person take the lead. Well, I think it can. I don't think so. I think the Borg prove it can. Well, um, that's a AI essentially, a machine, right? It's, oh, uh, no, Collective. it's not. It's it's a synthetic sort of human they originally these are people that were harvested by the ai right they're they were real breathing people in the borg yeah and then they add them to the collective mm -hmm. still their knowledge added to the collective cool what's wrong with that you don't get to do anything unless you're told to do it that's what's wrong with that okay what's wrong with that really <laughs> what if you were told you had to sell shoes for the rest of your life and this is your job you're a shoe salesman you have to work monday through friday you don't think the shoe salesman who's been a shoe salesman for 40 years <laughs> feels that kind of way i'm just saying how would you feel if i personally was told all i could do is sell shoes yeah you would not you would rebel against it mm, yeah but i don't think that's kind of i'm not talking about that sort of limitation on free will i'm talking about the limitations that somebody's got to sell shoes bro yes but Nobody has to go out killing each other. That's nobody true. nobody has to go out, you know, raping. Yeah, that's there are certain elements of free will that I think human beings have perverted. Well, perhaps a human being in its core is not necessarily is is leans more towards evil or is very neutral right down the middle when you think of good versus evil, that just because you're born and you're human doesn't mean you have good tendencies. I, I would probably argue that it's probably more in the other direction. Yeah. But the argument is that if you are good, you, the good can 
win over the evil very quickly. I don't think so. Mm. I, I think good and evil, a lot of times, is just a perspective, right? It's not necessarily good or evil. Yeah, they're, they are I mean, just words. You, you can say um, assaulting a child or killing a child is, is absolute evil, but... And, and you know, there's going to be certain things where you where you everyone or most people probably agree. But I don't even right? care about that. I, I, I feel but, like the universe agrees with that, with something like that. Because what you're doing at the core is you're extinguishing or you're abusing life that's been here for a narrow amount of time comparatively. Well, I think a lot of it, you look at it as someone who's not able to defend themselves. Yes. Essentially, but animals are that way too. Yeah, that's terrible stuff too. Yeah. I mean, nature is raw and in your face. It is not a kind place in nature. Mm-hmm. Different species. The argument for consciousness can come into play there. I don't think uh, a rabid gorilla who beats um, his newborn son over the head with a rock uh, has the conscious ability to understand what he's doing. Maybe not, but I... They certainly when, can't sit there and talk about it. When male lions <laughs> take over a pride, they kill all the young to get the females in heat so that mm-hmm. they can breed. And that's... that's I mean, we, you know, it's kind of evil if you think about it, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Nature is not pretty, so it's probably not... Uh, too, it shouldn't be too surprising that we're not pretty either. Yeah, but you our natures like have been manipulated. You would like to think we should have evolved yeah. to a prettier place, but and we can't get tribalism out of our way. We can't get the us versus them. The you're different, so I gotta I gotta hate you or not like you or make fun of you because you're different. We can't get that out of our. It's not even based on the right reasons. It's yeah. based off uh, skin, sex. Uh, age, voice, voice, accent. What it should be based off is intelligence. <laughs> you want to talk about like when it's okay to not hate, but when it's okay to criticize someone and when it's okay to prejudge someone. I feel as if if you can have a conversation with someone and they show their true colors within an hour or two, you should have free room for saying, okay, I don't want this person to be part of my company, part of a friend. Uh, someone I consider, someone I want to have a conversation with. It, those are the people that I feel, yeah, just cut to it. They're not. They're a part of the problem, and if they're not willing to self-actualize, you gotta do something about taking care of the problem. Otherwise, the problem just keeps going and going, and going and going and going. Anyways, channeling my inner fear, perhaps, but not really. I, <laughs> no, because no, I'm not talking about color. I'm not talking about women, children. I'm not talking about my ideal for what a human being should be. I'm talking about the understanding that the world does not improve unless people improve because we live in a world that we have some creative control over when it comes to our species. Like we can evolve 
our world. We may not be able to evolve nature, of course, even though we can manipulate it. Well, we all, at some point, a volcano is going to erupt. At some point. I mean, it, you're going to have a Cat 6. At some you're going to have a huge earthquake. You're going to, yeah, you're going to have a huge hurricane. You're going to have some natural disaster that's going to remind us. And we're not the top of the totem pole. We're not. However, we can handle everything that we do have within our scope of, of creative ability. And we can make it the best that we possibly can. And I think if it, whether you believe in uh, higher power or not, if you do sincerely believe that you have just free will and free range to do whatever you would like with your actions, then why why limit yourself to evil, I guess? Because I personally believe that we've seen the worst out of humanity that we can see. Ooh, ooh. I don't know if I would Gen- say that. Generally speaking. Well, that's maybe, and that's if you just walk because people of the, to death. It's because of the information age, perhaps. Okay. But I would, I would say that on a person-to-person level, what people do to each other in, in neighborhoods and cities today is pretty grotesque. I mean, you still have parents who lock kids in closets and don't feed them. Yeah, but and, we've seen that. Okay. But it doesn't mean that it's you. You want them to come up with something new? No, I think it's run its they gamut. Can. I don't know. I no way, no way. You don't think that so. has run its gamut? No. I think evil, uh, evil in the colloquial sense, is it's out of ideas. Well, it doesn't That's have to it. have new ideas. It just has to keep going. I think I don't know. They don't. The bad guys don't sit around and go well. We've already done this. Yeah, oh, they do. I guess we're all out of evil stuff to do. Let's. let's I think go. they do. That's how terrorism works. Terrorism doesn't cut through and get through to people unless it's shocking, unless it shocks you. Like 9-11 was a big deal because nobody had ever seen anything like that before. And we haven't seen anything like 9-11 since because the people that are responsible for atrocious acts like that can't, what can we do? We can't go back to bombing planes, hijacking planes. <laughs> we 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 can't do that. Nuclear. This is my argument for why like we'll never see a nuclear war, is because we can visualize what it would look like, and that's not enough. It's not enough. So, anyways, that's just my thoughts on on the uh, regression of evil across the board. It, it won't regress. It'll, I, I think as it long has. as there's exploit, it has not. There's more evil today than has ever been on this planet. You have more people and more people commit more evil. They don't get less evil no. as time goes on. I think evil is an energy. It's, uh, it's energy. It's not acts. It's not through acts and it's not, that's giving it too much credence. That's giving people, people who want to be bad too much, uh, power. Just because somebody, just because some 16-year-old's out there thinking about shooting up a school right now doesn't mean, like, he's doing anything. He's just doing, he's following in footsteps of people that have done all that. But that doesn't mean it, okay, but that doesn't mean it stops. That doesn't mean it gets better. He's not looking at it and going, oh, shucks. They've already shot up this school. I guess I can't shoot up the school. Well, I I think that if anything, he's thinking, how do I take this to the next level? How do I blow up the entire school? He can't. 
Why can't he? He doesn't have those capabilities. You don't know that? Okay. This goes back to that uh, humanity... You can catch a school on fire. That's mm. not going to... This goes back to that humanity perverts everything argument that I make, uh, because I do think that this place was beautiful and a haven at one point, and that we are the result of, uh, or um, we are witnessing the result of the perversion and the inversion of the beauty that was once here at one time. And arguably, nature's on the other end of the spectrum, spectrum trying to regulate it all. But anyways... Um, I feel that the reversal of the ugliness has taken place. Overall, I don't no think way. we see I don't think we see another Hitler. I don't think we see another um nuclear sort of uh Well, war won't ever be done in the same way that it ever had before, right? That now makes it more than better, ever, right? M- not necessarily. If you're not losing hundreds of thousands of people in the fields of Vietnam, it's not better? Well, that never happened, one. Uh, I mean, it did. Hundreds of thousands? No. For both sides? No, we only lost 60-something thousand people in Vietnam in all those years. No, not just us. Human life. Okay. All together? All together. Okay. Because it's not just us when it comes to, like, wars. Other people, like, lost significant amounts. But I'm not life. even talking about that. Hmm. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like a world war. It's it's going to be drone, right? It's going to be biological, perhaps. You you don't think uh, sickness and disease isn't going to be slung around when we're talking about future wars? It sure will. It sure will. You don't think some government somewhere is not testing stuff out on their own people? I know they are. Yeah. Evil will exist and will forever exist in that in that capacity. Capacity, absolutely. Yeah. It's not going away. What if you accelerate it so that the and really, you know, you got enough nuclear powers now. The really the one who can kind of survive it could really take over the entire world. And yeah, I don't. I, you know, you got morons in North Korea that could set off uh, a world war of sorts that we could never recover from you you still have idiots out there that are plenty capable of creating he's in a coma of creating chaos it doesn't have to be him it just has to be one wacko leader that has a nuclear weapon that fires it and you're crazy if you don't think the humans today aren't capable of that they surely are capable of that I don't think they have the freedom to do it anymore because I think that that master race, the, or that's a, yeah, the master species that we talk about steering us on our course, I think they can come back and put us in check whenever they so please. And I think they can prevent stuff like that from occurring. Yeah, I got news for you. They're not here for our health. But they certainly need us to be healthy and wow. to continue. They do. Otherwise, they lose their cattle. Was the farmer, the, the farmer doesn't just let his cows uh, die from mad cow disease and, and infect each other. <laughs> the farmer has to take care of his cattle. Yeah, he gives them herd immunity. Gets them all exposed to everything. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. He sure does. <laughs> Hence the term herd immunity, sir. That's that's fair. Yeah, the origination of the term. But when it applies to human beings, it doesn't work like that. 
Sure it does. They, we're the same. We're the same as cattle. No, we're too we're spread same out. As li- we're, livestock. We're, no, we're not gated in a small uh, hundred by a hundred field. We're stuck on some small rock. <laughs> the rock's not that small to us, but in uh, to the universe, it's extremely small. Mm. And I think we're all herd immune to things already. Like what? Common cold. Maybe. We went past my 75-minute mark. I'm going to well, have to trim this one down. Right, trim it. Let's get out of it. Meandering special. Focused on Kenosha and NBA stuff. the NBA. Doing the right thing. Doing the right thing, as always. And the fact that, look, if, if evil exists out there to the level of which Morgan believe it still exists, then I don't know if the exact opposite has to be true as well. Mm. I don't. Are you? Do you watch movies? I do. I watch a ton of movies. That's how the bad guy's always winning. Uh, that's in the movies. That's because it happens in real life. Too. No, life is stranger than fiction. I don't know. How many chicks do you know that are super attracted to the good guy? And versus how many chicks are super attracted to the bad boy? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Until next time. Peace.